Hey guys, welcome to Daytona 500 betting preview. Um, we don't have DFS pricing yet. DraftKings, FanDuel, I got no pricing. Um, so instead of going over that, I guess I'll just go through betting odds here of the drivers for the Daytona 500. The duels have not happened yet, so we don't know a, a starting order. So what we're going to do is we're just going to look at what I have in front of me. Um, obviously, we have more drivers in the field betting-wise than we have actually spots for them to um, qualify in. So basically from, let's say, 6,600 and down, I'm pretty sure the only guy locked into the race here is Corey LaJoy because he does have a... Um, what is it called? A charter. So Corey LaJoy at plus nine nine thousand would be the only guy here that I, prior to knowing who's racing in this race, is the only guy I would bet on. Um, as the as the qualifying and duels happen, you got guys like Timmy Hill, Garrett Smithley, Josh Palicki, Cody Ware, B.J. McLeod, Quinn Hoff, Todd Gillen, J.J. Ailey, Landon Castle, Ty Dillon, then Corey LaJoy. Kaz Growlin, Noah Gregson, David Reagan, Maddie D, um, Jock Villanueva, and then we get into guys that we know are in the race. Guys that all are regular cup guys. So with that being said, I don't I don't hate these guys because it is Daytona and Justin Haley's won this race before. Anything could happen. But we can't really say for certain a good option out of this group as a flyer until we know. So right now we're just going to pretend this group doesn't exist and move on to the next tier above of guys that we know that are going to be in this race. Okay? So we're going to start with the Harrison Burton, Michael McDowell, Daniel Suarez, Eric Jones section, right? So we're basically from 5K to 5,600. Obviously, Michael McDowell won this race last year. He always races well at Daytona. You gotta be interested in Michael McDowell again. He should have a good car. He's the leader of his team, front row. You can't, you can't miss, you can't miss out on him here. Um, I also like Harrison Burton here, 5600. He's driving in the Paul Menard 21 car, okay, or Matty D 21 car. Guess what? That car always performs well on uh, super speedways. So you got to have a little interest. The problem is Harris Burton is a very, very inexperienced driver, right? Xfinity guy, truck series guy, no cup experience. This is his first cup race in the new car. So I would do very light on Harrison Burton if you do anything at all. Then you got a guy like Daniel Suarez racing with uh, the Pitbull team over there, uh, track house, not a bad team. An affiliate of RCR, that's fine. But can Daniel Suarez win a restricted plate race? I don't think so, okay? I'm going to probably pass on him. Eric Jones has won these kind of races before. He's won at Daytona before. That was with Joe Gibbs. Now he's with Richard Petty. Yes, Bubba's done well in this car. At He's finished second in the Daytona 500. But this is Eric Jones, okay? It's for plus 500. I'd like that number to be a little closer to plus... 5,000. I'd like that number to be a little closer to plus 6,000, in my opinion. Um, 
Getting the next tier, Cole Custer, Chase Briscoe, Daniel Hemmerich, and Greg Biffle. That's interesting because I don't know if those guys are going to be in this race. So I'm gonna just going to avoid those guys completely until we actually know who is in this race. Ross Chastain, Justin Haley, Chris Buescher, A.J. Allmendinger. Okay, again, Allmendinger, question mark. We're not positive he's in this race. Haley, question mark. We're not positive he's in this race. But a guy we do know that's in this race is Ross Chastain. Okay, I kind of hated on him in my um, futures podcast for championship. But this is an aggressive driver. It's more likely that he wrecks than he doesn't. However, he's very Ricky Stenhousey. Okay, you get what I'm saying. Checkers are wreckers for Ross Chastain. Not a bad flyer option at plus 3,800. And while I'm talking about guys like this, these guys wreck all the time. They wreck at Vegas, Charlotte, Atlanta, everywhere. Now, this track, Daytona, Talladega, everybody wrecks. You know, there's no perfect driver for these tracks. So with the flyer saying on any driver to bet on, don't be shocked if his car is on a wrecker halfway through the race. Anybody you bet on in this race. It's a very, very volatile situation racing at Daytona. Okay. I wouldn't put a lot of money in this race. Okay. Just enough to have a good time and have a rooting interest, but save it for a more predictable track. Like next week at Auto Club, right? Or Vegas or Phoenix, a place we know where guys are great, a place we know where we can build DFS lineups around certain guys and just fit a few pieces in and have our core of three or four guys that we might be able to lock in to a race, okay? Where Daytona, really, honestly, here, we just want to take a couple flyers, right? We want to have a good time. We want to have a guy we want to root for. We might want to throw a couple bucks on your favorite driver. But leave it at that. Don't go crazy here, right? Don't just be a happy NASCAR's back, okay? But other than that, this group, Busher, he's been decent, but there's nothing, I mean, there's no reason, no, no data saying, okay, we need to make sure at 3,200, plus 3,200, we got to fire on Chris Buescher. All right, the next group of Austin Sendrick, Christopher Bell, Ricky Stenhouse Jr., Tyler Reddick, Eric Almarola. Eric Almarola has been great on speedways. He won the duel at one of the two duels last year. He's been better at Dega than he's been at Daytona. But again, he is great on these tracks. He knows how to race. And Stuart Haas is a team, at least as to Stuart Haas, I know and love of the Clint Boyer, Kurt Busch, Kevin Harvick, Eric Amarola era, would pack race better than any team I've seen, right? Well, guess what? You have two young kids now. It's just Almarola and Harvick as the vets. So is it going to be a little tougher for Almarola without those other Kurt Busch and Clint Boyer types to help him work his way to the front or stay in a pack and stay up front the entire race? I'm not sure. But at plus 2,000, it's not a bad bet to make. Tyler Reddick, another aggressive driver, very aggressive. However, I don't think this is his type of track. I think he wants to rim ride, intermediate tracks, short tracks. I don't think he's a super speedway guy, but RCR does have a good super speedway setup. Obviously with Austin Dillon winning before, so it's not a guy I'd count out by any means. Just not a guy that I'm going to really hammer home on the betting side. Austin Sindrick, 
again, his first real ride in the two car with Penske. I'm excited for him. It'd be an amazing story if the rookie won basically his first race. I just don't know if I would I would bet that. Um, I bet that now. So get it, uh, and then obviously Ricky Stenhouse. Um, that's bet at your own risk in any and all situations. He will try to run up front the entire race. He will try to lead laps. He will try to um, be the man. Okay, but it will lead to chaos. He'll wreck himself. He'll wreck others. He's done. He's had races like this where he's wrecked multiple people and he's gotten wrecked multiple times and come back on the track and wreck people again. That's just what Recky Stenhouse does. It's exciting racing. It's fun racing, but it's not something I want to hitch my money to from a better standpoint. Okay. Especially at only plus 2,300 here. It's not like we're getting monster value like you would with Corey LaJoy. I'd rather take a couple bucks to run Corey LaJoy plus 9,000 than Stenhouse. Just because Corey LaJoy's best career finishes have all come at Daytona. Three top tens. You know, it's possible. I'm not saying he's going to, but it's possible. And the, and the value's there, and he will be a lot safer throughout the race, and there's a better chance he's going to be there at the end than um, Stenhouse will. Then you got the next tier of Martin Truex Jr., Bubba, Austin Dillon, Kurt Busch, Alex Bowman. Okay? In this tier, Kurt Truex has admitted, Cole Pern has admitted that they don't like restricted plate races. They just want to survive, okay? So, to me, that means they're going to sit in the back. They're going to try to make a move. He isn't in it to win it. Not this race. He's in it to survive. Finish 10th, finish 8th, just get it out of there with a decent number, okay? So, I have no interest in betting on Truex in this spot. Austin Dillon, he's going to go for it, man. He only has three career wins. One of them is Daytona 500. He is going to go for this thing. But at what cost, right? It's 1675 okay? I don't know if that's enough value for the amount of risk you have with him wrecking as a checkers or wreckers type of guy here. I I know he's won it in the past. He moved Almirola out of the way to win it. So he's not afraid to make that move, which I guess is a good thing. But you got to get to that point. And he's only ever done it once. So for him to get to that point again with this field, as strong as it is, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pass on the value. I'm going to pass on the non-value, in my opinion. Bubba Wallace, first time in the new car, now has a teammate in Kurt Busch. Kurt Busch will help him. Let's add Kurt Busch's conversation. He's in the same plus 1,500 range. I like Busch more than Bubba here, just based on the experience. But... I don't like either based on their team, based on a brand new car, based on a brand new um, adding a second car to your team. This is too much of a, too difficult of a situation to unpack to automatically. Now, I'm not saying they can't win because this is Daytona. Anybody can win this race. You saw it last year with Michael McDowell. You've seen it with Justin Haley. You've seen it with um, Austin Dillon. It can be done. But I don't see financially a, a reason to bet on that. It's such a long shot, in my opinion, where the number doesn't the number doesn't equate to the difficulty of this possible win for Bubba or for Kurt Busch because they are up against a lot of factors that the Vegas lines 
are not putting in here that I don't want, not want a part of. If they win, congratulations. We'll move on to the next one. But I don't, I don't agree with the odds here at all. Okay. So now Alex Bowman hasn't been a great, he's been a great qualifier at these type of tracks. He hasn't been a great finisher. Okay. Same with his teammate, William Byron. They qualify in the top two, three, five, all the time. But he is not a great finisher. I want to see him prove it to me that he can finish these races, can compete and stay up front with the big dogs that always run up front and finish up front in these races. Okay? So I'm out on Alex Bowman of the Hendrick guys. Okay? Let's move on to the next kind of tier here. Okay? We're kind of we're getting into the elites now. We're Kevin Harvick, Kyle Busch, Brad Keselowski. Why, again, is Brad Keselowski's odds better than Kevin Harvick, better than Kyle Busch? Brad Keselowski is in Ryan Newman's car. Do people not understand? So this is another sticking point here. We are going to get matchups. Now, it is Daytona, so it's a little harder. But we're going to get matchups of a... Because these are going to go based on the odds, okay? We're going to get a Kevin Harvick versus Brad Keselowski matchup. We're going to get Kyle Busch versus Brad Keselowski matchup. You hammer those against Kozlowski because the equipment is second tier. It'd be like, I get the talents there, but it's like saying Chris Buescher versus Kevin Harvick or let's say Ricky Stenhouse against Kyle Busch. That's kind of more where, where Brad's going here. Okay, I know he probably brought more money to Roush, but until they prove it to me, that this is going to be a competitive ride week in and week out at every type of track, okay? I, I don't trust it. I'm not going to touch it, right? So so Kozlowski's out for me. Now, Kevin Harvick, on the other hand, has been amazing at these tracks, these track types. I want as much Kevin Harvick exposure Sunday, Thursday as I can get, okay? Because regardless of where he starts, especially talking DFS, He's been unbelievable at, at, at these super speedway tracks, pack racing. He is a top-tier guy. So, he, to me, the value at plus 14, what are we at? 1475 for Kevin Harvick to win Daytona. Uh, at this point here, is hands down the best value for a guy that can actually run up front and win this race based on with skill instead of luck. You understand? See, a lot of these races come with luck. Kevin Harvick can win this race based on skill. And I want those guys. I'm not going to bet on luck. Luck is what it is. I'm going to bet on the guys. I'm going to bet on the numbers. I'm going to bet on what, what should happen. What, what, what these guys train for. What these guys prepare for. And Kevin Harvick at plus 1475 is hands down at this tier and the tiers below it, the best value you will find. Before we get into the like the the, the up and the top highest es- upper echelon guys, Kyle Busch at plus fourteen hundred is fine. He still doesn't have that Daytona five hundred win. It could happen Sunday. He looked great this past Sunday before the Super Bowl. That was a quarter mile track, but it shows he was comfortable in the car the new car again he'll have the time on the track the practice I don't believe he's in the trucker Xfinity race this year at Daytona 
but he'll have practice time. He'll have track time. That's when he's at his best. It's not a bad flyer at Kyle Busch at plus 1,400. Okay? It's not as good as Kevin Harvick, but I like it. In, the, in, that, in that range. I like it. I like it a lot. The next tier is William Byron, Ryan Blaney, Joey Logano. Okay, so Joey Logano, if you pulled all the drivers right now, I would say there's a split between Logano and Hamlin for the absolute best super speedway driver, but the odds don't show that. Logano's plus 1025. Why is his odds, if, if there could be a split in the room of every driver and every uh, crew chief, of who the two best super speedway drivers are, and it's Logano and Hamlin, why is Logano, who's on a top-tier team, in top-tier equipment, former champion, former Daytona champion, why is his odds that much further down than one Denny Hamlin? Okay. Brian Blaney will work with him the whole day. Kevin Harvick and Ford will work with him the whole day. Eric Almarola will work with him the whole day. These teams, these companies, these manufacturers will stay together. And if you can have... A Ryan Blaney, Kevin Harvick, Eric Almarola on your side, and you're Joey Logano, and you're the best of that group. I want, I, I want to take those odds all day, right? I want those odds at plus ten twenty five all day long. Same with Ryan Blaney. Ryan Blaney has a Daytona win in his life. Now it's not Daytona five hundred, but he has a Daytona win. He is also at plus. They have the same exact odds. So. You're telling me two of the best vehicles on the on the on the track have the sixth and seventh best odds with two of the best drivers working in tandem together? I don't see a reason you can't go Harvick, Blaney, Logano as your three bets. Just if you were just making three bets and you said, hey, Plumster, Critter, Creechter. Who, what three guys would you bet, and what at what bet at the best odds? I would tell you those three Fords. I really would. Ford's been great on these track types. I want to see how the new car is. Maybe the new front end changes. Okay, things could change a little bit. But Blaney, Logano, Harvick. Stick with those three guys in your head, and I think you're going to be all right. I think you're going to be all right. I think you're gonna have a nice Sunday if you stick with those three guys. I think you more more times than not, you're gonna have a good time. And then the final three: Hamlin, Larson, Elliott. Now, Elliott's plus nine fifty. I do think Elliott. In my former podcast, I said Chase Elliott's a champion this year. I said Chase Elliott is winning the championship. All right. However. I don't see him winning Daytona 500. He's better at Dega than he is at Daytona. He always qualifies great, which worries me. I'd rather him be in the back, stay in the back. Now, mind you, he could have. He's a big... There's a lot of times Chase Elliott gets infractions because might be tweaking the car just a little too much. Just a little too much. So, all I can say is Focus on what he does at what tracks. And Daytona is not one of those tracks where he is as successful as he is on, say, road course, intermediate, things like that. 
I'm not quite there with Chase in this race. Kyle Larson, he's been decent at Daytona, but he's never been that much of a super speedway guy, right? He's not known for that. Great driver, right? But is pack racing really for Kyle Larson? So at his odds, is it worth taking a flyer on a guy who's not, I'm not saying he's not comfortable with it, but it's not his thing. It's not his rim running at the wall, right? It's not his, it's not his short track, stop, turn, left, right, brakes, all that. No. So at the odds, I'm not going to risk it. Then you talk about Denny Hamlin. Arguably the best super speedway driver in NASCAR. Plus 7,400. Or plus 700, 740, I'm sorry. 740. Now, Daytona is a monster of a track. Monster. Anything can happen. Is it worth risking a bet of the, of the shortest amount to have all thrown away in one little tussle? I don't know. But I'm not going to sit here and tell you what to do. I'm just telling you my opinion. But to me, Denny Hamlin, at plus 740, I'm fading that, man. I ain't playing that. If he qualifies poorly or gets sent to the back, sure, I'll throw him in my DFS lineup. No problem. But if he's starting anywhere near the first four rows, five rows, I I know he's going to want to fall to the back. I know how he operates. I know his strategy. But... How many of those Ryan Newman, Ryan Blaney, Denny Hamlin t- tussles, right, end up where Denny's the one flipping over? Right? Not Newman. A lot. So, yeah, he'll he'll risk it for the biscuit at the very end. He's not going to get messed up during the race. But I'm going to tell you right now, I'm not taking those odds. No, sir. So, to basically sum up my Daytona 500 betting preview... Focus on guys that are good at this racetrack, good at this track type, okay? Take a couple flyers from way in the back, just in case you get another Michael McDowell, and focus around the Fords of Joey Logano, Kevin Harvick, and Ryan Blaney. And I think you'll have a successful day in the betting side of Daytona 500. Again, once pricing comes out from DraftKings, We'll have a better idea, and we could probably do a podcast based on pricing. Because pricing changes everything, right? I could do the same thing for... It don't matter. If 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 I don't know that Denny Hamlin's 11K and Kyle Larson's 9,800, it doesn't help me. I can talk just like... At least I have numbers here, right? I have numbers for the betting odds. And they may change as more money's tossed around between now and Sunday. But they won't fluctuate that much. Now, with DraftKings, everything changes once we get that little green number next to our driver's face after pricing comes out. Because, now, the other thing is, I don't know, is DraftKings waiting to get qualifying numbers to set the lineup or set the salaries? Or are they going to set the salaries and then add the number? Because there are two huge different things that happen here. Because if Denny Hamlin 
qualifies 38th, his price tag will be 13000 But if they set his price at 10.8 and then he qualifies 38th, we're going to have a chalk problem. So basically what it boils down to is this is on DraftKings to decide. Am I going to let... Am I going to dictate the price? Am I going to let qualifying dictate the pricing? Or am I going to set my pricing and have whatever happens in qualifying determine how this contest will go? It's an interesting thought for DraftKings. And I don't know the right answer. Right? I don't know the right answer. Because with COVID... We've known the starting lineup the Sunday after the race for the next week based on algorithm and based on Jeff Gluck or um, Bob Pockrass posting it on Twitter what the starting lineup is for the next race. So DraftKings knows or knew what the starting lineup was and set prices for that. But back in the day, original pre-COVID fantasy NASCAR on DraftKings, we always went... They set the price on Wednesday, came out. Qualifying was usually Friday or Saturday, and then the number, the little green number was added to the pricing. Or added, yeah, added to the salary set. So there were there were guys that were 8K starting 38th, like say Eric Amarola one year. I remember one race, Eric Amarola was starting 38th. He was 8K. He was like 85% owned. Right, DraftKings can avoid that though if they set pricing after qualifying. So we might not see pricing come out for till Friday, or we see pricing come out tomorrow, and everything from Thursday that happens change the entire process. Okay, so once we get that information, we'll be able to record a podcast. We'll be able to look at. Who fits where, what fits with what, and see where we go from there in building lineups. But again, just like betting, I wouldn't try to go too heavy on financially on Daytona. You have a lot of races coming up where we have a better we have a better understanding of what will happen. We have a better predictor of what to say and do in these races where Daytona Total crapshoot, man. So, bet enough. Make enough lineups to have fun. But don't bet your entire season's bankroll on this race when we got Auto Club the week after. We also have the truck race Friday, the Xfinity race Saturday. So, you're going to want to have a little action there, too. Enjoy that. That'll be fun. But, again, it'll be chaotic. So, you don't want to have all these lineups that are dead. Oh, last thing. Right? Don't be afraid to leave money on the table. Get different, right? You don't want duplicates. You want you want to you don't want to get duplicates if you don't have to, right? Don't be afraid to leave a couple thousand dollars on the table. Have a forty-seven, forty-eight thousand dollar lineup instead of the full five k, because most casual fans in the Daytona, just like the Super Bowl, okay, we're gonna get casuals in here. A lot of them that'll just play for this one race because they're it's you know the Super Bowl of NASCAR they call it. So we're going to have a lot of casual people, you know, with work pools and things like that, watching the race. I'll throw it on DraftKings. I remember Billy talking about it at work. What the hell? I'll throw on this 
$5 contest and they just think, oh, I'm going to get the best name drivers that I know, not thinking about that little green number in the corner, and go from there. So think about all that. We'll uh, reconvene here once we see about pricing and you know what, what all happens with the duels. Maybe we'll get a duels podcast out if we can. I don't know how the timing will work. I don't know about all that. But once we get a better schedule set, man, we'll be ready to roll and we'll be flying down the highway. All right, this will be fun. Uh, let's go get them um, and fire on those three Ford guys, man. Enjoy the race, boys and girls.